Hi everyone, it's Adam from Monkey Tennis here. Just saying a huge thank you to all of you that have supported my charity appeal uh, so far. For those that haven't heard about it, this September I'm going to be swimming uh, 15 kilometres uh, between five islands in Cornwall. Uh, I'll be swimming the Isles of Scilly. That's Scilly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. Um, I'm doing it because I want to, but also to raise money for Calm, the campaign against living miserably. It's a well-known statistic that 125 people in the UK die by suicide every week, and Calm run a free and confidential helpline for people to speak through their problems and ultimately to help prevent suicides. Um, I'm looking to raise enough money to train two new phone workers um, to man those lines um, and I'll be doing it by swimming the Isles of Scilly in Cornwall. Um, if you're looking to support me, it would be greatly appreciated. Um, you can donate at justgiving.com. Um, just go there and search for Adam Swim Silly. That's Adam Swim Silly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. All donations greatly appreciated. Thank you for helping me to support Calm. And now, on with monkey tennis. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Monkey tennis? Yabba dabba doo. Sorry, I did do myself. Monkey tennis? This is mid mat. Let's do slap hands. Idiotic broth. Monkey tennis? Please! Please, though! Pop, 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 pop. Monkey tennis? You need to press transfer! Uh, I like it. It's a clean kill. Monkey tennis? Well, that, that, we, 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 that, that, we, 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 that, we, we will do that, definitely, yeah. Okay, does Mummy know you do this? The time is ten and a half o'clock. What a dilbert. Monkey tennis? And I know it won't smash, Lynn. Just wrap it in bubble wrap. Hello, Manchester slash Salford, depending on who you talk to. Uh, and welcome to Monkey Tennis Live, the Alan Partridge fan podcast. I'm Adam Brooks, and I'm joined, as ever, by Tom Dark. When I get home tonight, I'm going to throw away my kettle. Nick Older. Come to Scotland. And Tom Stab. It just goes to show that paedophiles can be heroes. So, uh, before we get into tonight's two episodes of Mid-Morning Matters, uh, we looked at uh, Google Trends to see which of these Manchester heroes uh, stacked up against Alan Partridge. Which of these do you think is most popular nationwide? Uh, this is audience participation. Right? Audience, yes. audience participation. participation. Encouraged, nay, welcomed. So, Alan Partridge versus Morrissey. Who do we think was more popular? Google over the last 12 months. Shout out. Partridge. Oh, oh. it's a mixed reaction in the room. Uh, Morrissey won by a landslide, I have to wow. say. Uh, Disappointing. On, genuine. Well, yeah. I guess he's had a lot of bad press recently, so... <laughs> yeah. Next up is uh, dance pioneer Bez. Bez? <laughs> Bez or Alan Partridge? So, make noise for Bez. Bez. Make noise for Alan. Oh. 
I have to say, Bez wins. Although, <laughs> although Alan did break through for a week very briefly. Presumably, Bez was on holiday. Um, <laughs> finally, uh, your local hero, Mick Hucknall. Uh, Mick, Mick or Alan? Uh, make some noise for Mick. Wow. Mick, Mick. That, is, that is fucking cold. Champion, Mick. Come on, Mick. Uh, I'm voting Mick. And Alan? I have to say it wasn't Alan Landslide. Oh. Yeah. A lot of people not voting at all there as well. Quite <laughs> yeah. interesting tonight, yeah, yeah. so yeah. Uh, so, on to uh, the two episodes we're tackling tonight. Uh, Tom Dark, tell us a little more about them. Uh, yes, yeah, so we're starting this evening's proceedings with Mid-Morning Matters Series 2, Episode 3, Blackbird and Gangster. This first broadcast on the 1st of March 2016 and achieved a viewing figures peak of 92,000. So wow. those viewing Hang figures... Hang on a second. Yep. We were in Bristol last night. That is yeah. low by comparison. Uh, Yes, uh, the episode before this was 145,000. What's the percentage drop? I, mean, <laughs> I don't know. You can He's not done the maths. Uh, but I think, can we assume more people are out rambling and in beer gardens? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's also, I'm surprised because, you know, we've discussed these uh, these episodes and we've agreed that they were really strong, so I'm surprised that it's, it's Yes, dropped. but I think it's the Sky Atlantic issue. Oh, uh, OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's taken the 100k from Sky, but <laughs> people haven't followed. No. Yeah, basically. Um, so, uh, we, it starts as ever with the webcam format, obviously, so um, it begins with the North Norfolk Digital website. Uh, what Tom. a website. It, it does. Um, so, well, we, we noticed that uh, basically when you have Alan's page on the website at the intro, uh, it does direct to alan at northnorfolkdigital.com. Now, we know that email address doesn't work. But if you go to the domain, northnorfolkdigital.com, it automatically diverts you to northnorfolkradio.com. So uh, if we'll get the slide behind us. And, and that's a real thing. That is a real radio station. So basically what you've got, you basically have the... Jed, if you can just move, move the slide. <laughs> there we go, Jed. There we go. There we go. So that's, that's Couples out, mate. Yeah, thanks, Jed. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's the website of North Norfolk Radio, which is a bit of a mouthful. Uh, so, you know, you've got basically the same layout as the fictional North Norfolk Digital website as well. But what I enjoyed most about this is if you look at the presenter that does Alan Slot on the real radio show, uh, you've got Kevin Ford, uh, and there is a Q&A with Kevin on the website, and he is basically a real-life Alan. It's worth, going through, it's worth going through the Q&A. I learned a lot yeah. from this. Let's do a deep dive. Yeah. Okay, so this is Kevin Ford. He's got the Mid-Morning Matters slot on North Norfolk Radio. Uh, the Q&A. A few things you need to know about Kevin. Favourite album? Dire Straits. Love Over Gold. Best gig you've ever been to? Howard Jones. Tiny venue with some great musicians. Just a happy evening. Uh, Favourite thing in the Anglian area? Everywhere. We've got sea, forests and beautiful buildings. Uh, pets? My keyboards are my pets. What does that, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no more information given, so well, I don't know. I mean, they both have a lead. That's where the similarity ends. Keyboards and pets, surely. Yeah, I mean, go with that. Yeah, it's battle uh, you like. Just a couple more. Favourite holiday destination? Italy. Discovered it late in life. Just great to drive around. <laughs> Very Alan there. Uh, random fact about me. My great uncle is a famous actor. Fails to specify who. I mean, yeah. presumably, <laughs> presumably Harrison, if his surname's Ford. <laughs> or am I reaching? The, I think you might be joke? reaching. I'm reaching. Is, it, yeah. is he having a joke with us? I maybe? don't think it's that smart. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Favourite movie, The Italian Job, brackets the original one. And the last question, you're stuck on a desert island, what is the one item you'd want to be shipwrecked with? The answer, a wind-up radio, or if there is Wi-Fi and 240 volts to hand, my iPad. Oh, there <laughs> is. So, real-life Alan, Kevin Ford there. Also, uh, is that is that North Norfolk Radio capitalising on Partridge by buying the domain for North Norfolk Digital? Oh, I think they know exactly what they're doing, yes. Yeah. 
that's 100%. sly, very uh, sly. Just one more thing on that website. Uh, when I was doing this research, the headline news story on the website uh, on that day was camera stolen whilst being used in Norwich. Uh, so a big news <laughs> More news as it breaks <laughs> wow. This is on the 21st of August uh, A photographer had their camera stolen whilst taking photos of a church in Norwich last Wednesday So they're also reporting that news story a week after <laughs> Where's the so, justice? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that, that's North Norfolk Radio um, so up to date. Alan begins by play, uh, He's just coming out of playing Meatloaf Classic I Would Do Anything For Love But I Won't Do That Is he not? Mm-hmm. Yeah mm-hmm. Uh, Saying, What would you not do for love? What would you not do for love? Uh, there are some wonderful quickfire callers What have uh, we got? Uh, we've got Sandra and Beckles Shave My Dad's back. Uh, Barry and Kering, give kidney. Yeah, uh, uh, not grammatically correct. No, yeah. uh, Leonard in Taverham, put her on the car insurance. <laughs> a lot of you saying that. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people saying uh, that. Tara in Westwick using an, uh, an adult voice to say, share my sweeties. Bit weird. Yep. Yep. Uh, and Beth in Peston, renounce, renounce Christ. Christ. <laughs> Uh, which, uh, which obviously brings us to the first question of the group of the night. What would you not do for love? Yeah, it's a fair question. Uh, do you want me to start? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think, well, the thing that immediately came to mind was not sharing food. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, I was going to say I wouldn't shave Adam's back. I'm not in love with Adam, but just to be clear, <laughs> I wouldn't shave your back, Adam. I'm not asking. No, no, I was just <laughs> saying that's if, what, it ca- if it came up. If it came to mm-hmm. it, I'm answering the question, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shave you back. OK, <laughs> that's fair. Tom? Uh, we discussed these earlier, and actually, Adam, I'm going to steal yours. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eat eggs, I hate them. Five, five, <laughs> five eggs in a row is my limit. I would do four for love, but five, five, five for no one. I'd you won't do that. I think that's fair yeah. enough. Yeah. That's um, good to know. At first, I was amazed they could get through, uh, they could get enough callers to rattle through them, but then I suppose when you listen to the answers to Alan's phone-ins, you can tell they are putting literally everyone on air that calls, aren't they? There's yeah. no screening. There's, There's no, no screening, screening whatsoever. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And a lot of thoughts gone into this one because it's actually for a prize, which is uh, a meatloaf a week for a year, uh, provided by Bannons the Butchers, who have sponsored Alan's show in the past. We've heard, uh, we've heard from Bannons before, haven't we? Yes, so... Alan was recording voiceovers for them at the time of Alpha, Alpha Papa. Yeah, yesterday's yeah. meet at, at today's, today's prices. prices. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. that there's sort of uh, the writers have created a kind of a list of local traders that Alan always comes the, uh, back yeah, to. Yeah, in, in the part traverse, yeah, as exactly. we uh, sometimes call it. Yeah. Uh, Alan then changes uh, during a jingle, giving his sweaty nips uh, a wipe with a wet wipe, <laughs> which Simon has to hold, which I thought was reminiscent of the poor nameless man in series one uh, who has to hold a bowl for Alan to spit into after cleaning oh, his yeah, teeth. Yeah. Oh uh, uh, yeah, well, doesn't Simon give him his mug? Or is that when he gets a massage? That's when he gets yeah. a jumping massage. Ahead, jumping ahead, jumping ahead. Yeah, um, the jingle itself needs some analysis. It's made up of supposedly genuine people claiming to love Alan's show, but there's a Jamaican at the end uh, who is clearly Alan <laughs> putting on an accent. Yeah, yeah it's one of the, I, I think there are a few instances throughout the series when you've got Alan's made, clearly makes his own jingles. He doesn't seem to have any other production team support. Yeah. Um, and he tries to get in every conceivable demographic. So you go from like this awful cod Jamaican uh, accent <laughs> to uh, basically a dog barking in a child's state. Even Chet loves it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he apologises to Psychic Simon for the speed wash puts it down to this morning's workout. Uh, Simon probes into that, assuming he means regular exercise. We know where exercise. this is going. It's, yeah. it's lovemaking with Angela. Yeah. Um, I thought it's nice consistency that he's still calling it lovemaking because, of course, he used to be back in the Sonia days as well. Yep, yep. Uh, and he I'm says, uh, Angela, he describes her, he says, she is strong and she has stamina. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a third attribute. Well, isn't it described as neither a Vogue model nor a catalogue model? Yeah. Like, <laughs> just no respect. Have you ever kissed a woman so with a rough t- tongue? That's the third attribute. <laughs> She's got a rough tongue. But that, I mean, whenever I think of a rough tongue, I think of a cat. I mean, is Anne... Have you ever kissed a cat? Oh, no, I haven't <laughs> kissed a cat. Has, Alan, has Alan kissed a cat? I doubt it. And mm. if he hasn't, how, do, how does a human get a rough tongue? Is it because they've had a very long and vigorous lovemaking session? I'm not sure I really want the answer to that. that. Does that mean you have a rough tongue? Can we stop the deep dive? Please stop saying rough tongue. (laughs) Um, Shall we uh, go to outfit watch instead, perhaps? Yes, please. It's a nicer subject. So, Psychic Simon. 
as we can see here, has the, uh, he's got, I believe it says, for God's sake, eat haddock on his T-shirt. Uh, so I looked into this. That T-shirt is made by a company called Plain Lazy. Uh, now, uh, as we've kind of observed before, Simon has kind of a wacky student dress style. So I would assume that all his T-shirts probably come from the same website. Something like, if you look yeah. on the Plain Lazy website, they've all kind of got these wacky slogans. I didn't realise it was made by Plain Lazy. I have worn those T-shirts when I was a student. <laughs> that was, that, this is that, awkward. Yeah, that was about 16 years ago, though. Oh, so it's fine. Yeah, although I don't know how old Tim Key slash Simon is or is meant to be, but either way, it's I mean, I would pitch him as, as late 20s, early 30s. Do you think that's fair? Yeah, yeah, a little bit older, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, I, I just think with Alan's outfit, you've got another kind of awful colour polo shirt, really. That's pretty standard. And a, quite a prominent white jacket. Um, More about says, the white jacket later. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he also says that he's sweating like a bandit, uh, to which Simon says, the good, the bad and the ugly, to which Alan says, it's a good description of what went on, because there were three distinct phases. Oh. Um, <laughs> so uh, they've gone back to the vigorous lovemaking, yeah. even though we tried to get away yeah. from it. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, he, then, uh, he then goes on to say that Angela was pissed, and I thought, is that the first of the three phases? And if that's the good, what's the bad and the ugly? <laughs> 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 I don't know if they're best thinking about. No. Uh, but we're on to today's guest at this point, aren't yes, we? Yes, we are. Yeah. yeah. Blackbird Goodbrook. Or BBGB. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Played by uh, Julian Barrett. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. From the Mighty Boosh and many other comedy yep. uh, comedy bits of gold. I think he's also, uh, I think he's been a caller on in Mid-Morning yes. Masters episodes yeah, yeah. previously yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think in series one. Uh, yeah. So his first song is posing the question, what would life be without cars, trees, the ocean and bees? Uh, yes. <laughs> is it yeah. at this point where we're going to do your deep dive in terms of some analysis yeah, uh, about what the world would uh, actually what, be like? What I would say is, bear with me on this, I've got some internet mentalism to go through, basically. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I thought, I mean, what else would we do when we're doing our research apart from just Google the answer to these questions? <laughs> and uh, you'll also see uh, when you get the autocomplete Google search for this. Uh, these are the questions that people are normally asking. Uh, so... Lots of law, music, friction, friction. <laughs> technology, communication, computers, internet. internet. Not the internet, internet. So it's all quite tech-based. Uh, but yeah, obviously, Blackbird is more concerned about the planet yes. as a whole. Um, so, what would life be without cars? The top result I got from this was on a message board called, I think, Quora, which is oh, a yeah, question yeah. and answer yeah, site. Yeah. Um, so, I'd, my two favourite answers here. Uh, answer number one. Without cars, there'd be many things that would not happen. First, most of the business locations, brackets, restaurants, shopping malls, etc., and tourist landmarks wouldn't thrive as we will have to walk for a longer duration of time. That's just stating the obvious, isn't it? Yeah, I'd just, just go with it. Uh, second, despite having the problems mentioned above, there will be no pollution as most of the cars we have these days emit CO2. Third, we will just sit at home and basically do nothing. Fourth, motorsports would have not existed. <laughs> Fifth, automobile engineering would not even be a topic of interest. I mean, factually, that would that yeah, is correct. That's basically like someone saying, uh, my main concern about a life without cars is the future of what car magazine. Yeah, yeah basically. Uh, and the, the other response I like, um, I believe this is what I would. Uh, I believe this is what happened. This is what would happen. Easy for me to say. Uh, life with travelling and enjoying public transport. So you have to enjoy public transport in this instance. Uh, life in which rising of petrol prices won't bother you. Life in which you would love your bike. Life with the beauty of travelling in night with bike. In night. Yep. Uh, would be life in which helmet is an important thing. <laughs> Uh, life in which there is no toll tax. Did Sonia write this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, point ten tax rubbish. Uh, life in which traffic jam won't bother you much. Uh, I'd assume there won't be any traffic oh, yeah, jams. It's, it's one or the other, uh, life in which life which lacks music while travelling. 
I yeah, think what, what we're learning from this is it's not it's not in depth analysis. It's uh, just no, no, it's it's really the ramblings not. of an internet uh, loon. And is it Elon Musk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the last point: life in which you have less issues for parking place. Again, I would assume there would be no issues because there are no cars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, should we talk about life without trees quickly? Cool. Very yeah, quickly. Do, do be quick. Uh, basically, <laughs> without trees, humans would not be able to survive because the air would be unsuitable for breathing. That's a pretty standard. Yeah. Uh, life without oceans. Oceans are thought to be the key to Earth-like life, not just water, but oceans. Large bodies of water, such as oceans, ensure the temperature of the planet remains relatively stable. Uh, obviously, these are from scientific websites now. These aren't from mental yeah. message boards. Um, and actually, the so basically, the theory is that without watery expanses the size of oceans, weather events and hot-cold extremes would be too much for delicate organisms such as humans to handle. So those findings end. are from the researchers <laughs> of the University of East Anglia. So I thought that was okay. a nice Alan Link. And life without bees, basically, uh, plants and crops would die and we'd all starve. I think we all so, know that yeah. bees are se essentially... Yeah. In, yeah. Very important. Very important. So Blackbird is focusing on the important items. He really is. Although really I didn't... Is. I didn't understand if this is an environmental anthem about trees the ocean and bees why did he start with cars he's trying to save cars but also trees it's a very confused message yeah. uh, also well I thought, some things are worse and some things are better sure so, that's true but yeah. i also thought he's got a very thin scarf and a tiny hat he's a bellend isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> i think we can all agree on that can't we uh is he I, well i like him okay you're a fan of blackbird yeah. yeah yeah can i remind you that later in this episode he basically writes a tribute song to a sex offender still holding on to a blackbird fan status there <laughs> yeah but we're, we're, yes okay, okay i've got okay. yes okay. i think the, I mean, the case to, was dropped <laughs> <laughs> to be fair alan does describe him as a legendary folk singer uh, blackbird claims that blackbird is a nickname i thought let me stop you there blackbird is not a nickname firstly you've given that to yourself secondly nicknames are supposed to be sort of uh, slightly fun poking yeah doesn't you always say also say his other name was blackie Oh yeah, people call him yeah. Blackie or, yeah. or BB, uh, which, BB or BBG. Which reminded me of a time uh, when I was living in Southampton. My friend Jay was trying to find my flat when we were having a barbecue, and was walking up and down the street shouting out, "Where are you, Darky?" Oh, not appropriate, <laughs> no, Jay. You not, really shouldn't have done no, that in public. No. Uh, it to gets... clarify, my surname is Dark. That's why that happened. <laughs> yeah, it's important yeah, yeah, yeah. to state. Um, Alan, uh, that, this brings uh, Alan on to his nicknames vis-a-vis uh, -vis lovemaking with Angela. Sorry to bring it back to that so quickly. Oh, no. uh, I call her Little Sparrow. She calls me Big Bird. At this point I thought that's actually quite sweet yeah, yeah, yeah. but then he goes touching. on to add yeah I waddle in and then fall on but I mean she's fine she's part of it yeah <laughs> oh, she's a bit consensual it's fine. Yeah. awful um, he uh, then uh, oh sorry, sorry. He, he, yeah. then, he then says something which I, I don't have the exact statement but it implies that he's not yet in love with Angela but hopes to achieve it by having more sex <laughs> <laughs> There's, there is very much a tiered system. Yeah, yeah. He's working his way the same up. with Sonia as well. He was bonking her like mad, wasn't he? Maybe he was trying to convince himself that he wanted to love her as well. <laughs> Not to uh, go too far down the rabbit hole, but I do. I oh, feel like his affections, his affections for um, Angela are somewhat more genuine than they were for Sonia. You think? I think Sonia was... Uh, he was kind of... I wouldn't say using, but... There was. I think. I think he likes Angela more than he likes Sonia. Sonia made him feel good, but it wasn't like a mutually beneficial relationship, was it? Are we taking this too seriously? I think maybe. maybe, 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 maybe. Uh, also, in this section, Alan does refer to having a bath once a week with a capful of Dessel. Mm -hmm. So I wonder what what came first here: the Dessel sponsorship for Alan's deep bath, or his use and love of Dessel? I wonder which way around that happened. He regularly. Um, References his use of and yeah, but that could be he Dettel. got the Dettol sponsorship. He got a crate of Dettol delivered to his house and just started using it. I reckon he's the Dettol. It's the Dettol use first. He mentions it on. Here's air a hygiene freak. We do know the case arrives. Yep. Uh, yes, he also says that weekly bath is non-negotiable. I mean, <laughs> who, 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 who's trying to talk him out of it? No, I don't no, know. Yeah. But, no, it's fine. <laughs> 
Um, Alan then claims that we need to be careful that we're not usurped by apes, a theory he got from watching Dawn of the Planet of the Apes the previous night. <laughs> yeah, the, the documentary. Mm. And there's lots of examples of this where he's literally seen something on telly and then the next day it's a phone in on yeah, his show yeah, and yeah, a theory yeah, yeah. that he absolutely stands yeah, behind. Yeah, he's, he's basically very easily led by whatever he's seen on television the night before. Bit like <laughs> Donald Trump, actually. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, he, uh, he then compliments Black Pepper saying, I think your music's that good that it could be used on an advert. He, that's kind of what he sees as like the high watermark yeah, of achievement. That's that the benchmark, been, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. The commercial yeah. gains that you can get from being on a, a car advert, for example. Um, and he says, so he says that he saw Blackbird performing at the Boxy Wheat Sheaf, didn't he? Which has uh, become quite before. a commonly yeah. referenced yeah. Uh, pub in this series. Um, and this is also, yeah, it's a reference in Midmore Metal Series 1 and the shortlist article, Norfolk, a cultural hotbed, where the Boxy Wheat Sheaf was identified as a pop landmark and a place to go for folk music. So again, just building the part traverse around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, is this where Alan, attempts a, uh, Alan and Simon attempt a Scottish well, accent? Yeah, but I think Simon starts in a kind of, you know, res- respectful way of trying to emulate a Scottish accent and then Alan sees an opportunity to usurp or better him but it comes out in a much more offensive kind of way. Would you like to give a brief example well, of each I, of their I attempts? Like I did that earlier. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't get it again, though. I don't want to overdo it. I'm keen to hear it again. I, I, I don't You've want been to doing it, it all day. <laughs> <laughs> That's practice. All weekend, actually. That's practice. Okay. Um, and actually, things like that, is that just an excuse for Coogan to show off his uh, his uh, mimicking skills? Although it's not a very good accent. It's not a good, it's not a good he's taking the Yeah, he's taking the mic. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think so. Um, I think, yeah, it's it's Alan being uh, disrespectful of other, say, cultures. But... So Alan was being disrespe- disrespectful, but you did choose that quote to open the show with. Oh, it's still funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just, just tell me yeah, yeah. Uh, Should we talk a little bit about Alan's jacket? Uh, uh, yeah. I think it's time, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, he bought an Italian jacket in uh, Capri. He says, guess how much it cost? 60 quid? No, £1,000 <laughs> in 1980. Um, I looked up white leather Italian men's jackets. <laughs> Uh, not for this, just for my own midlife yeah, crisis. Yeah. Um, it turns out they uh, they retail for around nine hundred to fifteen hundred pounds, but that's in present day. So Alan still got ripped off if you paid that in the eighties. Um, I did wonder though, was Alan flush enough to pay that for a jacket, or is the implication that it's second hand? I think it must be second hand. Uh, yeah, maybe. He's just not got that kind of money. Yeah. Um, in the nineties, he might have. Was he on the BBC then? Well, this is in the eighties. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is this is Very pre pre day to day. Second hand, yeah. or he's yeah. lying. Mm-hmm. Good point. Um, do, we, uh, do we move then on to the discussion about folk being seen as old-fashioned with uh, no synths and no uh, samplers? Uh, uh, Alan gets yes. very confused uh, about the difference between uh, Judas and Barabbas. Yes, so that's talking of Dylan going electric and the infamous Judas shout, isn't it? But mm-hmm. he goes with Barabbas. They're both Easter baddies, according to Alan. Yeah. <laughs> that's how he got confused. Um, there's a really nice tussle here between Alan and Blackbird, where Alan's basically indulging Blackbird as a guest, obviously saw him live and was impressed enough to get him on the show, but now what he's getting is less of Blackbird's music and more of Blackbird's opinions, uh, which Alan is staunchly not, against. Not as bothered by it. Keen to hear the music, I'm not as interested in your opinions. <laughs> yeah. If someone else, yeah, it's my opinions I'm interested in. I'm interested <laughs> yeah, in yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like hearing one of those guys with an acoustic guitar at a party playing their own songs, but then also having to listen to them talk about how we all be better off with a barter system, or them trying to sell you a hemp bracelet, or, <laughs> or get off of your good-looking friend. <laughs> all things that happened to you recently uh, in Bristol. I was going to say, <laughs> this sounds like something that might happen in Bristol. Yeah. Um, and when Alan cuts, cuts him off uh, performing this song, because he has to go to the traffic, and he says that song is very moving, unlike the traffic on the A47, which I thought was great. <laughs> uh, Blackbird also says, uh, I make my music for local people's, not stadiums. I leave that to One Direction. Oh, you leave it, do you, Blackbird? Yeah. 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 The yeah. option's available to you, is you it? See, again, I'm going with Bellend. Yeah, I'm yeah. sticking to that. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, this then leads Alan into a fairly descriptive section about trapping One Direction in a collapsed tunnel, which has aged badly for two reasons. One, <laughs> One Direction have split up since this was filmed, and two, recent news events in Thailand. So let's leave that one there. Um, Simon says, they make the monkeys sound like the Beatles. Alan says, they make actual monkeys sound 
sound like the Beatles. Blackbird, who we know has an absolute sense of humour vacuum, says they make actual monkeys sound like actual Beatles, which is nonsense. Bell end. Pretty going with that. Um, A quick uh, quick two-part game here. Which is the most popular by Google search over the past 12 years? Monkeys, spelled like the band. (laughs) Beatles, spelled like the band. Or One Direction, same spelling either way. Oh, 1D. Uh, it's one D. One Direction. Yeah. Say, uh, is, uh, is the crowd saying One Direction over the Beatles? Yeah, surely. <laughs> With a heavy heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you'll be pleased to hear. Actually, the Beatles win by miles. Oh, okay, then good. it's One Direction. Then the monkeys at the bottom of a cliff. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Beatles band spelling also beats Beatles animal spelling. <laughs> Just throwing that in as a bonus fact for free. Um, in fact, all of, in all of those terms, there are only six days in the last year where Beatles were knocked off the top spot by monkeys. A better part of the podcast would have a joke based on <laughs> We've got we, nothing, yeah, however. Yeah. <laughs> we really should rehearse this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Blackbird's playing another song, The Thresher's Farewell. Um, but first we have to, some spoken word to endure. Yeah. Endure. <laughs> um, Alan uh, lets Blackbird go on for two lines and then interrupts him for traffic and travel. Yep. Uh, my small amount of radio experience tells me you can normally knock traffic and travel on a bit if you're running late, but smaller stations will use synchronised traffic and travel, which happens on the dot whether you throw to it or not. Yes. Uh, in this case, Alan's doing it himself, so he could have waited. But it's, but it's a running to. theme throughout the series that he will always interrupt people for traffic and travel. Yeah, <laughs> very important. Sponsored by Castrol. Um, <laughs> adding insult to injury, he also summarises this song, so clearly has no intention of letting Blackbird finish it. Uh, in, Alan, in Alan's <laughs> yeah. words, basically, grumpy town, kid goes missing, town pulls together, kid never found, but when b- wind blows, sounds like kids singing. Uh, which inspired me to put together a short game uh, called, called Song Summaries. These are popular songs summarised yes. in 20 words or less. Uh, I'll throw it out to uh, my esteemed colleagues, but also anyone in the audience. Number one, I urge you not to help my husband cheat and I cannot stress your name enough. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. good. Very good. Uh, number two, not quite singing, not quite rapping in the verse. The chorus is all about seven days, but it's not Craig David. Oh. Uh, Can you run that past us one more time? <laughs> not quite singing, not quite rapping in the verse. The chorus is all about seven days, but it's not Craig David. Don't know. One week. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Oh, okay. Just sort of roll over yeah, here. Yeah. One week, bare naked lady. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Tom, uh, swap places. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want yeah. Number three or four, reading this clue out in the style of the song will naturally lead you to the title. Shout? No. (laughs) Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Loud? Loud talking? I'm not mocking enough. Reading this clue out in the style of the song will naturally lead you... Yes, you go. There you go. Uh, And finally... Today, I shall be heartily refuting allegations of infidelity, ably assisted by my Jamaican friend. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. That concludes the end of that. <laughs> pretty good. We, we never do very well on these, no, do we? No, no, we, no, we, don't. we had a similar thing last night, and the audience got the yeah, more right. The audience is more anything. intelligent than we are. Yep. We know that. We respect that. And we're fine with it. We that. know our place. Yeah, it's fine. Um, we talked a bit about how long the debt relationship's gone, but uh, Castrol obviously sponsored the traffic and travel. Do we think that's been going back as long as, Ka- as uh, Alan getting his GTX I, jacket for Tony Hairs? I almost funeral? wouldn't be surprised if they're not sponsoring it. He's just calling it out. They haven't been giving <laughs> any money for years. Just speculative just, in the yeah, hope of some free exactly, uh, oil. Exactly, some free bomber jackets. Mm. Quite good. Yeah, like that. Um, so he's coming out of the next song. That was beyond. Say's mum, Tina Turner. <laughs> I think, Does he uh, just guess this? Like, do you think he just guesses? <laughs> yeah, probably. He's like, yeah, he, he read it on the back of something. Yeah, it's quite interesting actually because some of the song back announcements he's deliberately making a joke. Yeah. it's often a shit joke, and some of the back announcements he just hasn't fact checked. So there, there's a bit of a mix of, across the series of what's going on, but they're always some of the strongest lines of the episodes. I think. Yeah, uh, we've got some more phone-ins on what people wouldn't do for love. Uh, we've got Derek, uh, the car boot sale this Saturday. Brackets, and that's the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> And Patricia, which is Miss Church slash Watch Blue Movie. Uh, and in the, the voiceover for Bannon's this time round, it's it's the housewife's choice for bulk buying meat. <laughs> uh, and also with this, I, I know to say, is it Alan putting on a Yorkshire accent or is it supposed to be somebody else with a Yorkshire accent? I'm never, it's, I'm never quite clear whether it's supposed to be different people or it's the fact that Alan doesn't have any production. I think it's the latter. Uh, yeah. yeah, we've yeah. seen him recording his own yeah, yeah, jingles, yeah. so I think it must be him. Uh, there's an absolutely pointless exercise from Blackbird here where he starts playing guitar and says, Alan, name me a hero. Superman. Yeah. No, another one. <laughs> George Osborne. No, He-Man. And then, and then Blackbird just goes, I'll give you one. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, oh, Simon's I'm interested face is so good across this series. He's sort of waiting for an opportunity to joke. He looks like genuinely moved. I think Tim Key is a uh, yeah. valuable addition. I mean, I think we've kind of already agreed that Tim Key's face is the MVP yeah. of this entire series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Alan falls asleep before the intro is even done to this song, which is called Raindrops and Rainbows. Um, I look for the real Raindrops and Rainbows. Uh, there's four songs on Spotify with this name. The closest match is Stephen C from the album Past and Present, where the song is played by piano. Uh, other albums featuring a Rainbows and uh, a Raindrops and Rainbows, Soft Piano for Background, A Spiritual Journey on Piano, and Drift Away, where the piano has been swapped for panpipes. Wow, this all sounds <laughs> shit. And which, which was the best of those four? Uh, oh, it's very much... N- none of them. None of them. Yeah, they're all yeah. equally terrible. Um, coming to the end of the song now, Alan's got headphones on, looks a bit more awake. Well, I say more awake, he's not asleep, so that's a start. Um, and there's, isn't there a lyric in the song where he says, Jeff saved them all from heaven, March 19th, 1997, which is one yes. of the worst lyrics of all yeah. time. Yeah. Um, Alan's written Spellbinding down as a description of this song, uh, but he's also written it in Mammoth Child's Bubble Writing for some reason, which is a bit odd. Um, the song was about Jeff Tannery, who Blackbird claimed as a hero. Uh, yes, but then Alan reveals that he was accused of keeping images of children. Accused. I think it's important to oh, stress yeah, that yeah. he was mm. accused of um, keeping inappropriate yeah, images. Mud sticks. Uh, yeah, uh, as Alan says, mud sticks. Uh, I really shouldn't have mentioned his name. At least I didn't mention his address. Simon says, you did. Alan says, I did. He lived at the old rectory. I've done it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just, just using something like the phrase, you've done it again, is like it's a nice little callback linking yeah, to I'm yeah, Alan Parcher yeah. as well, I thought it was quite good. Uh, um, yeah. 
I, I did make a note. So in 19, 1997, uh, he said, when, terri- when terrorists were Irish. He's kind of <laughs> obsessed with Irish terrorists, isn't he? Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is also around the section where he says, it just goes to show you paedophiles can, can be heroes. So, yeah, I mean, so, he's, uh, he's gone off a moral cliff at this point in the yeah, show. Yeah, uh, but question to the group then. Uh, can paedophiles... No, I'm not really... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah,
Simon's actually quite normal in, in this part, uh, not too wacky. Black cardigan, t-shirt, check shirt. Actually, probably the yep. most sensible yep. outfit we see Simon in. Quite restrained for him. he got on though? That's I mean, yeah, three I'm, layers on. I'm just warm looking at him, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Three layers in a radio studio, you don't need it. Do you don't you? need it. Uh, they, we got onto some Cockney accents and talk of diamond geezers as well. Mm -hmm. um, uh, have we skipped over how hot should you have your bath? Though? <laughs> no, we're, we're not there, we're this. Not there yet. Oh, we we actually are. I've got written down. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we are. We that's are. Your, your notes are quite sparse in that case because we're not there yet. Fine, fine. Let me just let me know when you want me to join yeah, in with it, how hot. It, it's in three scenes time. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> so you can just be quiet for a okay, bit. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yes, uh, Alan says, I love diamond geezers, which I thought was weird because he was uh, having a real rant about Stan the Stabber Man from Dagenham yes. writing gangster books outselling Bouncing Back. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Bad slags with permatans, is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's scared uh, of the gangstering knowing me, knowing you as well. I want to get sucked in. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to get sucked in. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so Simon says, yeah, they break the law and you don't mind. Uh, Alan, <laughs> Alan prefers them to benefit cheats because they only attack their own nonces or grasses. <laughs> uh, yeah, a rare occasion here where, where Simon over-explains the joke, not Alan, because uh, Alan then says, uh, coming up is a diamond geezer who wouldn't dream of pulling your fingernails off with a pair of pliers. It's Neil. And then Simon says, diamond. And Alan says, yes, they know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, at this point, uh, the, the guest for this section, Julius Skenner, is brought in. Alan introduces him as former gangster, hoodlum, baddie, and ne'er-do-well. Um, so <laughs> when Julius enters the studio, he just goes for a normal handshake, uh, which uh, Alan's a bit disappointed by that. He was expecting something extra. So he basically thinks he's going to get some kind of street gang handshake, doesn't he? I mean, yeah. even if he did, he's not going to get it right first time, is, no. he? is no, Alan definitely talking not. about? Um, so yeah, basically, Julius has set up a community centre, um, so he's turned his life around from being at ne'er-do-well. Um, I also noted that Alan, uh, when he starts talking to Julius, Julius says ting at some point, so later on, Alan also says Ting. Uh, yeah, he's, a, he's assimilated that straight away. Exactly. Yeah. Um, did anyone have a note of the dances that Alan claims to enjoy doing? Uh, I didn't listen. I mean, we know Nick doesn't. Well, we my are... next note is how hot should you have your bar? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we're, we're nearly there. Well, I don't understand how I've done this because I've got disco, rumba, zumba, conga, rock and roll. But that's bath, the list we're waiting for. Yeah, yeah, well my bath bit's way up the top. I don't know well, what's happened. I mean, Here's I what's know. happened. Phone-ins come back throughout the episode. He mentions it earlier and he's going to come back to it fine, later. Fine, fine. Um, Alan then starts to misuse ting horrendously. It's not the same <laughs> ting if you're at the bathroom where people just push past you with wet hands. Uh, can anyone remember Alan's three-stage philosophy of yes. dance? Yes, uh, it's pretty simple. Paul, kick off your shoes, big gulp of juice, and see what happens. <laughs> That's right. That's a great philosophy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Simon and Alan nearly come to blows over dance. Simon does the robot described by Alan as the dancing chicken. Uh, and then uh, Alan does some dancing and says he's pretty pleased with the results. Simon, meanwhile, calls it more of a collection of spasms. <laughs> uh, is it time for some Phil Collins chat? Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so basically, uh, Alan reckons that uh, Phil Collins was a hothead, and that's why he started drumming, to basically deal with his <laughs> aggression issues. Um... Although, obviously, sadly, Phil Collins can no longer play the drums due to physical ailments. So should we assume that he's now a very angry old man? He was uh, pretty angry before, wasn't he? Well, like, well, exactly. Um, I also did a little bit of research because he says, obviously, yeah, like you say, Phil Collins got into drumming because he's a real hothead, but then a lot of bold people are. So uh, I looked into this. Are bold <laughs> calm people... down, Adam. Please, calm <laughs> I'm down. scared. Are bold people more likely to be aggressive? Uh, the Washington Post says yes. The Daily Mail says they're more likely to be socially mature, intelligent, educated and honest. But let's be honest, that's just the Daily Mail playing to their base. <laughs> Uh, in the end, there were so many conflicting views about whether bold people were more likely to be aggressive, I got really fucked off and punched my laptop. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, Alan then brings it back to Phil Collins, uh, selling his no-jacket-required jacket on tour as an example of getting kids to use their brains. Yeah, so uh, actually we have seen him wear this jacket in I'm Alan Partridge Series 2, which is on the screen behind us now. Um, I thought it was time for a quick question to the group. What is your favourite Phil Collins song, and I will accept Genesis? 
Uh, Nick, I'm going to go to you as the expert here. We'll start uh, oh, with you. I actually I did tell you what I was going to ask. Yeah, this I, as well. I actually <laughs> couldn't. I couldn't narrow it down. There's so many top three. Uh, you have to say the best of Phil Collins. Uh, Susudio, yep. Domino, and. Uh, Remember, dead air is a crime. I can't. We'll dance. never get to the hot part of this. Okay, thanks for that, Tom. Uh, oh no, 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 no! Oh. Driving the long spike. Driving the long yep. spike. Yeah, uh, great choice. That'd be my second choice. My top choice. I'll go for Jesus. He knows me. I love oh, that. Yeah. So basically, all off that. I can't. Oh, dance. Oh yeah, album. I mean that's yeah. brilliant that's album. The, the so, best of Genesis. Okay. Adam, anything to add? It's against all odds, or I can't dance. So let's move on. Great, <laughs> <laughs> right, cool. Um, a couple of other notes about how Alan interacts with Julius in this scene. You have the uh, when he comes to him, he says, "Let's do slap hands." Yeah, um, that's a high five. Yeah, so he makes him do a high five, then a low five. Also, I did note that as he the music up in this scene he's just staring intently at Julius with a manic smile on his face it's quite entertaining um, there's a, one of those lovely brief scenes you get in mid-morning matters where something's happening off air uh, Alan basically pull, uh, mimes pulling a gun for an imaginary attacker <laughs> uh, I guess he's imagining overpowering some kind of gang member uh, inspired yes. by the guest some kind of altercation with a gangster yeah and it's then a situation that would never happen as well exactly surely. although what I do like we've actually seen quite a lot of imaginary gunplay from Alan before so uh, with Michael in the hotel mm. at uh, the start of no knowing you uh yeah exactly yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah every every time there's some kind of different imaginary assailant in that both uh, barrels you hit the wall yeah, acting out bond and also when he was giving self-defense tips in the previous episode as well mm -hmm. uh, and getting the air rifle to assassinate squirrels with um angela's kids who are from a broken home yeah yeah, yeah that's true uh he comes back with a large question which is nick oh <laughs> I, and also i've got the, I, I know what's happened now i've got this note here and i've got it at the beginning i don't know why i've got it at the beginning but that's basically so um, it's a copy and paste error yeah, I it's need, user error i need to own that okay so <laughs> What is the question the that question we've all is, been waiting for? How hot should you have your bath? Dunno. Oh. <laughs> Adam? I thought give, me, this, give me something, mate. Uh, <laughs> I would say uh, it needs to be hot to the point that it's almost uncomfortable to get in because then as it cools, yeah, you've got extra bath time. I would agree. Uh, I, I think Adam's got it bang yeah, on. Yeah, I would also say for me, I probably bath annually, although that doesn't mean I don't what? shower. <laughs> I do shower daily, but I wouldn't have a bath. I'd probably have a bath about once a year. That tends to be timed around the time that I would get cold because I sometimes find if I get a cold, sometimes a bath will help. Why do you limit yourself to one bath a year? Well, I don't limit myself. It's just because generally I get ill about once a year. And is that bath non-negotiable? <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely not. It's and do you put, put a cap of Dettol in there as well? No, 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 just some, you know. I think maybe you should try the Dettol. That might uh, <laughs> keep the illness at bay. Yeah, yeah give that a try. Um, uh, is it worth going into what the callers say about this? Well, yeah, I was just going to say, I thought this was possibly Alan's phoning with the least potential for fun answers, but then I heard Sandra on line three. <laughs> he says, I made my husband have a cold bath every night to stop him fiddling with himself in bed. <laughs> to which Alan says, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the next caller just says 50, and he's like, 50 what? Bye, Alan. That's it. Um, uh, then Lu yeah, Lucian calls in, and then Alan says, actually, I'm not speaking to someone called Lucian. <laughs> That's the end of that one. Uh, there is one more, uh, there is one more uh, response, though, isn't there, which is uh, the same temperature as a swimming pool when the disabled kids go in. To which Alan says, mmm. <laughs> Lovely. Um, Alan then plays Gary Glitter, and I thought, would you still in 2016? What happens to the hits of disgraced musicians? <laughs> But, it, uh, but again, it's brilliant writing for the link because he says a reformed character, Julius is a reformed character, unlike Gary Glitter. <laughs> but I will still play his music and give him royalties. Yeah, and actually, again, it's a, when Alan is pushing up the slider for the music, again, he's got a mental smile on his face when he's doing this as well. I don't know, that might, might come up on the screen. So, in, so they've played Gary Glitter and they've talked about Jimmy Savile. Disgrace Night of the Realms. <laughs> yeah. They are prepared to give airtime to people that probably don't need any airtime. Probably. 
Well, <laughs> they are prepared to give airtime to people that actually don't deserve any airtime. But it's worth it for the gags. Yeah, we'll edit that bit out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't. Uh, so he cuts back to the interview, uh, and he's, uh, the, his, today's guest is saying, I, I've been there, I've done it. And then to which Alan says, you were scum. <laughs> which I thought he actually goes along with that quite, you know, I, I, yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. he's, he's quite an amenable chap. Yeah. But again, uh, use of the word scum, another classic use of the uh, a word in the Alan lexicon. I like yeah, that. it's yeah. just the way he says it as well. It's so direct and cussing. But yeah, he's able to rise above it because ultimately he's the better person in yeah. this conversation. Yeah, it is quite harsh. It's some, very harsh. Somebody, yeah. You were scum. You were scum. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, Alan does admit he says I've had a few scrapes of the law. Also had a few dinners with them too. Uh, this is extra fun for long-term Alan fans as we remember his various scrapes of the law, traffic home theft, and yep. booking a meeting room under the name the Real IRA. <laughs> yes. Uh, quick question to the group: Have uh, have any of you lot ever been in trouble with the police? Uh, I can't say I have, mate. Uh, no. Uh, I was once moved on, but that was just a, uh, that was just a, just a sort of. A, a, a what many, were you doing? There were, there were just too many people in an area. That's all it was. <laughs> At this point, I'm just glad that Jed's nowhere near a microphone. Yes, correct. He's put aside another hour. Yeah. <laughs> Producer yeah. Jed's at the back of the room, presumably on the phone to his lawyer again. Yeah. <laughs> Phones are locked. Weird. Uh, Alan then outs his policeman friend for drink driving. This is remember this is the day after reading out an alleged paedophile's address as well. So he's really on a roll now. Yeah. So this is his uh, police friend, DCI Brian Tolsmore. Tolsmore. Yeah. 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 Um, and also, he assumes that Julius would know him. Yep. <laughs> That's outrageous. Uh, yep, he's a drink driver. Uh, two weeks ago, they found him asleep in his car on a roundabout. Uh, also, in this scene, Julian says the phrase, uh, blah, 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 comes easy, and Alan corrects him too easily. He can't oh, yeah. help but correct his guests for their pronunciation. Yeah. Anyone can fall foul of the law. It can happen that easy. I know it can happen that easily. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Alan then tells a tale of getting free Kit Kats from a vending machine as a kid and says, and I quote, I wanted those fingers inside me, all five of them. Now, I'm confused for a few reasons. One, that is obviously a shameless bit of innuendo crowbarring into the script. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. also, did Kit Kats have five fingers? Was that some glory day uh, no, that I wasn't don't around think so. for? No, no. Well, I looked this up. I couldn't find any evidence to suggest that there were ever five figure Kit Kats. Maybe, maybe that's the joke. But, that's but the I, joke. I think that's the, the joke. writing of this bit kind of like it does kind of eat itself a bit because obviously Alan's being filthy using the use of the phrase "fingers inside me, chocolate chocolate fist." Uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, sorry. Alan thinks that Simon's being filthy using the phrase "chocolate fist." Where obviously Simon's clocked onto the fact that Alan's talking about the fingers inside him. So it's just I, I can't figure out what's meant to be the gag, what isn't the gag. I don't know, but it's great. Alan basically <laughs> starts to bristle at Simon about this, doesn't he? And I, I did think as I watched this, is the is this the beginning of more friction, like we saw in series one, where they gave Simon the shove for Zoe? Ah, it uh, feels like it, it felt like yeah, it's yeah. kind of it's building a little bit the but animosity. I feel like in kind of any episode, you get points where they're getting along really well, and within minutes, it, that will have absolutely deteriorated. Yeah, it's not consistent. <laughs> is it at this point we get or we see Alan on the phone to a rather angry Brian? who is clearly in the pub and <laughs> gambling on a fruit machine whilst furiously uh, darling oh, Alan. That is, that is in a bit. <laughs> Have I jumped ahead again? Yeah, you've jumped okay. ahead slightly. Just, just lead me. Lead me, just so and tell me when I can come back Before we get in. there, Alan's phone has gone AWOL. He thinks yes. he's lost his phone. Has anyone seen my phone? Julius asks, what type is it? And he says, oh, mobile. <laughs> <laughs> obviously. So, obviously, the, the gag with this scene is... Uh, the, the conceit is that Alan thinks Julius has stolen his phone because he's a gangster. Uh, um, yeah, that's the implication. And Alan's even standing up really awkwardly, like uncomfortably close to him, yeah. to ask him if he wants a can of pop. It'll get a bit weird. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah, but then he is on the phone to his police pal saying, yeah. uh, Shall yeah. I take over yeah. this bit? Yep, yeah. go. So yeah. it's at this point that we see. Um, <laughs> we can Alan... edit this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll get it around. Um, so at this point that we see Alan um, on the phone to um, his policeman friend Brian, who is clearly in the pub gambling on a fruit machine and furiously calling um, Alan, uh, which Alan says, please step away from the fruit machine, I can't hear you. Yep. Um, but yeah, 
Uh, they're going to uh, meet up at the uh, pub quiz. They, he, they kind of smooth things over by the end of it. Well, I think he, Alan's going to pick him up, but I think basically be to avoid being driven by a drunk. Yes, that's yeah. exactly it, yeah. Um, and then uh, the next scene, um, your guest is saying, I was in and out of prison for five years and I didn't want to keep doing that, so I had to change. To which Alan says, I was the same with Kit Kats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at this point, Simon has been banned from the conversation as well because Alan's he, annoyed he, with him making jokes. Although he can't stop himself contributing, he keeps trying to chip in. Yeah. Yeah. Is it when Alan references European military knives and then Psychic Simon says Swiss Army knives? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that happens. Uh, you get a bit of a Julian Julius confusion. Yeah. Um, and Which when we he... had in the previous episode with Cecil and Cecil. So this yes. is a recurring theme where he can't get people's names right. Let's face it, he's also fallen asleep with Blackbird. <laughs> yeah. These are just kind of basic things that he can't seem to get right. It's terrible. It's not a strong day at the office, Um, is it? So they're talking about the fact that um, Julius is a reformed character and he's been doing good for the community. Alan says, I applaud that with both hands. (laughs) (laughs) There's a bit of a recurring theme here of Alan getting swept up in his guest stories. Uh, Blackbird, Julius, um, uh, in an earlier episode of this series, there's a very uh, poignant moment with Dave Clifton. He's become a little bit more prone to uh, sentiment, I think, in Mid-Morning Matters than he was in uh, I'm a Heart or or, or Know Me Knowing You. That's fair. Um, He's now describing how he talked to 20 offenders. If he was giving a talk for free or in return for a small donation to the National Trust. And did you note when he says all eyes on me that he goes boss-eyed at that time? <laughs> Brilliant. I did not notice yeah. that. That's uh, one of your favourite visual gags as well. Yeah. He, said, uh, he said I take my jacket off. Simon says no jacket required. Nice callback to Phil yep. Collins. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Alan yeah. doesn't like it. No, different from that. <laughs> um, do we think Simon has a genuine problem getting the tone of radio right? He often does pitch in too highbrow or too lowbrow for where the show is going. Yeah, but I mean Alan always gets it wrong as well so it's not like he's being mentored by a good broadcaster. That's very true, because <laughs> yeah. Alan then says, if he's talking to 20 offenders, he'd say, listen up, bird brains, and listen up good. If you're thinking of going out there to smack up crack or do some robbing, you'll have me to deal with, <laughs> right? Uh, shortly after, he finds his phone, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Um, so he apologises to Julius. Yeah. Julius says, what for? He says, because I trumped. <laughs> <laughs> this whole phone thing as well is quite a weird little um, sort of... I don't know, like, the joke is, is funny, but I just think it's slightly... Well, I think the thing is, this is a whole half an episode and basically it revolves yeah. around the main gag that basically Alan has just assumed somebody He's who is basically blackened from the streets has stolen his mobile yeah. phone in the studio. That's the joke. Yeah, uh, that is the joke. An extra, an, about ten minutes. An extra twist where Julius comes back in and does have Alan's phone um, and uh, he basically gets very confused, a bit scared. There's a play fight. Uh, Alan shoves Simon out of the way <laughs> quite forcefully. Far too yeah. hard, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then Alan does check afterwards that they're cool and We're does... Cool. Yep, and gets the special hand yeah, with Simon that he brilliant. didn't get from Julius. Which is yeah. very, very awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because, so, yeah, with the phone confusion, Alan's like, yeah, it can happen that way round. Yeah. Um, so, so there's really overzealous, nervous laughter from Alan. Uh, then you get the playful push as well. And he also uh, says absolutely goodbye when Julius leaves as well. He's really overcompensating. <laughs> Just to underscore that, 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 that yeah. is, yeah, that's, that's goodbye. Yeah. Uh, any other notes for this particular episode? I think that's all I've got. I don't think so. I can do a bit of MDB knowledge, IMDB knowledge. Uh, <laughs> or MDB. MDB. Please uh, do. 8.1 out of 10, which I think is high. It's a drop from yesterday as well, so it, it, 8.2. It is a drop, but I also still think that that is, is high. This is a great episode. Really? Yeah. Oh, I think it's quite... Really? Really? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's okay, quite weak. Okay, well, we're in... Uh, that's episode three of six. Mm. I think that's the weakest episode yes, so Yes, definitely. Far. Would we all agree on that? I would agree on uh, that. So yeah. far, yes. Okay, good. It's I'm glad we're all in agreement. It's still good, though. Uh, well, that brings us to the end of the information about this episode, but before we go for this week's show, we're going to play a game that is in no way affiliated with BBC One Show, Would I Lie to You? Would we lie to you? Uh, who's in charge of this, this week's quiz? 
I'm in charge of this week's, or well, this episode's quiz. I'll be honest, uh, listeners, I've been practising this all day and I keep getting it wrong, so please do bear with me if I <laughs> make mistakes. And it did go a bit wrong yesterday. You, well. are, you are no Bryden, are you? I'm I mean, no not Bryden that it's got anything in, to do in with any what respect. I like you. Um, yeah, you're probably thinking, we don't believe you, Nick, you wouldn't make a mistake, but <laughs> do you remember with my notes, I was all over the place. So... The way this is going to work is, as per the uh, popular TV show, which in no way we have um, leaned on or used... It, it is not related to the BBC. No, 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 just keen to stress that. Yeah. But we'll um, uh, read out three pieces of information which this week are all related to Scotland, because obviously Alan was talking about the Scottish Tourist Board earlier, so they will all be related to Scotland. Two of them are false, one of them are going to be true, so I'll hand over to Adam to start reading them out, and then I'll come to you to guess which one you think is uh, the truth. So, Adam, would you read out the first one, please? Scotland statement number one. Scotland is home to the world's tallest hedge. Statement number two. Scotland is home to the world's most overweight beagle who lives in Stranraer and is called Barry. Statement number three. Cholesterol was invented in Fort William by Dr Claire McEsterol. So, <laughs> I will now do a quick recap and, um, by way of noise, hollering, whooping, applause, let us know which one you think is right. So, the first one was uh, the hedge. Do we think it was the hedge? No. No, 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 no faith in the hedge. Uh, do we think it was the overweight beagle? Yeah, Pop, people Barry's popular. Barry the Beagle <laughs> from Stranraer. Or finally, was cholesterol invented in Scotland by a doctor, Claire McKestrel? <laughs> <laughs> so kind of... She's here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Come on down. Um, so I feel like you were second, uh, Tom, very much in first, and I'm sorry, Adam, you were very much in um, third. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I'll hand over to you, Tom, to reveal whether you so, are indeed true or false. Is Scotland home to the world's most overweight beagle who lives in Stranraer and is called Barry? I can reveal that that is... A lie. What? Guys. What? Okay, uh, what about we, you? Should we reveal more or less simultaneously? Yeah, yep, let's do it. Ready? Three, okay. two, one. Scotland is home to the world's tallest hedge. That's true. <laughs> That's a real fact. I can't believe it wasn't Dr. Claire McLeistrol. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. I really wanted that to be true. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can contact us at thepartridgepod at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at thepartridgepod, facebook.com slash thepartridgepod, and on Instagram at monkeytennispod. Thank you. <laughs> Monkey tennis. Yabba dabba doo. Oh, sorry, sorry, I did do myself. Monkey tennis. This is mid more mat. Let's do slap hands. Idiotic broth. Monkey tennis. Please. Please, though! Pop, 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 pop. Monkey tennis? You need to press transfer! Uh, I like it, it's a clean kill. Monkey tennis? Well, that will do that, definitely. Yeah. OK, does Mummy know you do this? The time is ten and a half o'clock. What a dilbert. Monkey tennis? And I know it won't smash, Lynn. Just wrap it in bubble wrap! Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.